This is a special Partnership for the Arts talk show with Dave, Kat, and Chris. everyone, welcome back to another episode of Partnership for the Arts, where we talk art. How are you doing today, Dave? Kat, I'm feeling blessed. Chris, yes, welcome sir. back. Thank welcome you. to welcome the show. Back. It's good to be here. So, Kat, we went and had a chance to get some coffee. And I know. Now I have my other full cup ready to go. So, I'm doing good. Yeah. You're I'm on your second good. tank second of high tank. octane. Is that the blueberry? Absolutely. That stuff is so good. I don't really go for flavored coffees, but ugh, that is heaven. It is good stuff. <laughs> it, is. it is good stuff. And I do the flavored coffee because when I was growing up and working in aviation, they had the rot gut nastiest coffee. Ooh. And you had to add everything you could into it. So when they came out with the good flavored coffees and then the lattes, oh yeah. Well, maybe they were just mistaking the, their jet fuel for the coffee. <laughs> well, it kind of worked that way. That was after work hours, actually. <laughs> you, could, you could drink that stuff and go all day long. Okay, right? Right, yeah. yeah. To the and, moon and back. And the moon and back, yeah. And we were pulling 12, 16-hour shifts at that time, so. Yeah, that's a long day. Yeah. But yeah. now, it's the much sweeter days with blueberry. <laughs> That's a perfect commercial you just did. Ta-da! And I have my coffee, but it's iced coffee today. In my Husker mug, you know, because it's got to represent. <laughs> Balance us out here, you know. Yeah. To... Yeah. Oh, there you go. There you and go. again, Chris, you are now coming on the show as the co-host, as Kat is your last episode with That's us as right. full-time in the chair. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm glad you clarified but... as full-time because we're still going to bring her back. Yes. <laughs> She's, she, when you get back, we'll have you drop in. We'll let them know the yeah, cat's yeah. in the house, right? <laughs> That's right. Out of the bag and in the house. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yes. But we were talking uh, just before the show some of the things that, that we were going to do on this episode because it is a special episode. It's a send-off for you, Kat, and a uh, official welcome in for you, Chris. So today on the show, everyone, we're going to talk about some of the things we've done and good times, impressions uh, from you, Kat, from people we've had a chance to interview and talk to. And Chris is going to also learn some more about you as we kind of joked about peeling back that onion. I know. There's a lot of peels there, isn't yeah. there? Heck yeah, <laughs> lots of layers. Yep. Yeah. This is what we're going to do today, folks. So, Kat, Chris, you ready to get started? I'm ready. Ready to go. Okay, then. Here we go. I feel like it's a game show. Do we need a buzzer? <laughs> this is Partnership for the Arts. Come join us. As we explore the worlds of art. You can find all of our episodes on our Facebook page, Partnership for the Arts Group Talk Show. Or you can find all of our episodes on our new website, pfta.org. This show is recorded at the Visual Arts Center in Punta Gorda, Florida. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Partnership for the Arts. This is Chris. I'm your new co-host, and I am very thankful, Dave and Kat, that they let me join you. This is a really <laughs> awesome show, and I haven't been a part of this for very long, not being mm -hmm. in Florida for very long. 
And so I'm going to rely on your memories to help me get a feel of some of the things that you two have done over the years. Now, granted, this is a family-friendly show, so I'm sure that some of these things are going to be very nice and sweet and innocent, but very funny nonetheless. <laughs> so, Kat, what are some of the memories that you have of the show that really stick out to you of all the people that you've talked to over the years? Well, first of all, I have to say that every single person we had in here was a gem. I, everybody's right. their own entity. They added value. They're just so interesting. Some shows may, there may have been more humor, whatever it was, but every single experience was a gem experience for myself. And I guess I could speak for you too, Dave. A absolutely. And absolutely. So some of the highlights you know, are either with some of the people we interviewed or just ourselves when we were trying to get our act together <laughs> and doing promos or commercials and we could not... You mean not... you have bloopers? <gasps> <laughs> Blooper reels are the best. Oh, oh that should just be a show, a segment of it, well, the blooper day. Well, you know, most recently in, in a lot of the last few shows, we've been adding the blooper reels right. into the end of the show. Sometimes we tell them, sometimes we don't, the little, the, as they call the Easter egg. So is that kind of like when you go to the movie theater and if you are persistent enough to stay through all of the credits, <laughs> you'll get to see the the little extra? That's yep. right. Yeah, put them in there, sometimes pertaining to that show itself. And, and one that just uh, comes to mind is, is the recent one we did with Zoe. Right. And we were talking about uh, all the things that she did in the movies, and uh, the phone went off, and it was actually my phone that went off. <laughs> the seagulls came back into the room, and, and Zoe turns around to me, and she goes, what is that? And I said, well, that's my phone going off again. And Kat goes, oh, really? Is, is that really happening? And I'm like, yeah. And Zoe looks right at me, and she goes, but isn't that the number one rule? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You know what I love, though? is technically he's the one in charge. He's the one who made the goof up. Well, believe me, Chris, I, I've done plenty of bloopers <laughs> for this show, and I'm sure you're going to get a chance to really enjoy a lot of them firsthand. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, the teacher telling the student, okay, be quiet, and then this happens. So Do as I, I say, not as I do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I was going to say, you know, that was one of my dad's favorite sayings. Mm -hmm. Do as I say, not as I do. See, we have right? so much in common. We do. We were sharing family stories, and it was I, I felt like I was hearing about my parents through your experience and my sibling oh, really? experience. It was awesome. Yeah, when we went and got coffee, sat there talking about some of the family experiences. And you know, the, the one is when you hear your full name. Right? Oh, yeah. my goodness. Or as my parents, because I had... I, five brothers. Okay. So when mom and dad was really frustrated so much <laughs> as they'd start calling out the older brothers and work their way down to you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris, being a mom, I'm, I'm sure you've felt that frustration. I'm sure you've had that experience. Do you know one time I actually called my kids by the dog's name? <laughs> I said, Huey, and my son looked at me and he's like, my name is Travis. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. you know I'm talking to you. <laughs> have you ever done that on a show, called somebody by the wrong name? I probably have. <laughs> I know I do now, so I can't recall a show, though, but probably. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say so much the wrong name as really bad pronunciation. Right, of yeah. What's <laughs> <laughs> the thought that counts, right? Well, yeah, but except for when you're you're trying to get the name out and you're trying to pronounce it. But it's been difficult because, you know, we, we do 
talk with people from all over the world, so sometimes those pronunciations can be a little tough, and some not so tough, and I still have problems with them. <laughs> <laughs> and again, one I, I think of, and I'm going to do it again, Michelle Kazganowski. Sorry, and. Michelle. <laughs> but she's a music teacher for the for the school system and she's been all over the world in, in new york she's performed with some legends in music did i hear you say that she's related to the mancini family she is related that is george mancini's daughter george mancini world-renowned yeah. jazz uh, musician and instructor he has performed and and has taught music classes all over the world they traveled all over the place, and George has played with some in large talents as well. So that's another great episode. But uh, George's name I got right. Uh, his <laughs> daughter and, and Michelle, I apologize again, but we were doing the show. We sat down, and and I said, so Michelle, we've we've seen you a lot playing with performing with your dad and at the event menu and at the Venice Theater, and I said, and. How do you pronounce your name again? So she tells me. And me and Kat are sitting there looking, and I'm writing it down, and I just go, so you're going to do the intro, right, Kat? <laughs> of course, I had to have her pronounce her name several times for me, and then I had to actually spell it out the way I was. Yeah, yes. Phonetically. Yep. To get it. And I think I even kind of slowed down. <laughs> so I would say not so much calling him by the wrong name, but but... Definitely some mispronunciations along the way. <laughs> right. <laughs> but they have all been very gracious. Um, right, yeah. You know, and, and you know, you had mentioned family-friendly, Chris. Mm -hmm. You know, the show has always been that way from the very beginning. It was it was one of the things that we said when we do the show. Right. We have people on that. And I don't think we've ever actually had to edit any show for, for that reason, so. No. Uh, well, yeah. I can just tell by sitting here with the two of you the couple of times that we have that you guys just have amazing hearts and that um, colorful language is probably just not in your vernacular. <laughs> I just don't see that. So, unless you're talking about rainbows and different hues of paint color. <laughs> right. Well, there you go, art instructor yeah. cat, right? So. <laughs> A lot but, uh, of, you, I guess you could say a lot of colorful language that way we've had discussions that's right. with, on yeah. the show. But uh, yeah, I have to just say overall though, just the depth of humanity of the people that came in and shared with us. I, I think what this show actually is, it's a unique collaboration. Uh, we're all artists. Uh, I think everybody is no matter what they do, but something happens here and whether people pursue that style of art the artist that we're interviewing does i feel that what comes out of the show so many people resonate with i always feel when i leave this place it just makes me want to be a better person you know i'm inspired it, and it is it, it's so heartfelt the, the people coming in that's mm. how i feel it's so real and just you know, for example, Isaac Mingus. I mean, there that, you go. the young man, he's only, what, 21 now? He just turned 21, yeah. He is just amazing. His life story, his perseverance, he has a true hero's journey. His wow. His was just one that they, they make movies of. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And just his maturity. I was impressed with his vocabulary. He's so well-spoken uh, and just, just brilliant, but he's just... 
A shining star. He, like a shining star. And he has a heart. He cares. He does. He contributes back to the community. In so many ways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. all, all through the music, through his, his programs. He's been a music instructor for people of all ages, including kids with disabilities. Mm -hmm. Of course, he's involved with the Charlotte Symphony Orchestra. Oh, wonderful. He's a double bassist. Oh, one of the goodness. double bassists. Yeah. And, of course, with uh, Maestro Ponte and the other ones. And they go around to the schools and they introduce the young kids to classical music and, and the orchestra. So they, they go into the classrooms and play, which was one of the stories that I love that, that yeah. Isaac told. Uh, he had a life. His dad passed away very young, uh, was a pastor. Yeah, something, uh, yeah, it, it was, was a chronic Yeah, it was, uh, it was long term yeah. and, and not good. And he went into deep depression, dropped out of high school, was okay. very prominent in music school, an athlete too, accomplished mm -hmm. athlete, and he just dropped out. Um, and just kind of bounced around and his grandparents helped him get back on track. Went back, got his GED and decided he was going to do something. Actually, I think it was like the third year after his father passed away. It was Halloween. Right. Yeah. And he just said, I can't do this anymore. I've got to do something. So yeah. he got his life on track, went back and mm -hmm. started playing the bass, uh, the cello, and, and now he's touring with the symphony orchestra. So That's wonderful. Yeah. Isn't he back in college? Uh, he's studying um, neuroscience or neurobiology, like yeah. and it was a really interesting story why. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's right. I, I think uh, he talked about a disability, not that you would even see it, but right. overcoming that. Right, and I think basically what it is fluid off of the brain and the mm -hmm. stem doesn't drain okay so he had to have a surgery and had it put in okay. to do it and i believe isaac said that people with this condition his condition either doesn't live very long or ends up being very crippling for them his wow was, became fascinated i think right. from all of that so exactly now, and still playing with the wow. uh, symphony orchestras yeah. oh wow and i think that whole thing and with isaac being involved in music is is really what saved exactly and you know, Chris, I, I wanted to bring this up because the work you do with Helping Hands, and again, you being one that grew up in a musically inclined family, has probably seen this a lot as well. So. Well, I was going to say how, and I'm sure you both have seen this over the years, but I've, I've also seen it too, that music is a language that can speak to people when other things can't. In fact, mm -hmm. I have a shirt mm -hmm. that says, when words fail, music speaks. Exactly. Love it. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I, I totally understand that teacher. And so I am thankful that I grew up with an appreciation of that music. That's wonderful. And so here's a question for you too. You visit with musicians. Mm -hmm. What different genres of music have you had from your artists that you've talked to? Well, we have talked with several different kinds of musicians. As we have mentioned, George Mancini jazz uh, performers I love jazz yeah and and I think another one that really comes right away to mind is the conversation we had uh, we talked with uh, Debbie Bond and her husband Rick they are international blues performers every year they take a trip back and travel through the UK oh wow from Alabama so we have had interviews with international blues and jazz players. We tried to have an interview with Jack and Philip Dudley. He's been making guitars since he was six years old. Fortunately, we had technical difficulties, so that didn't So <laughs> <laughs> They right. were back on the schedule to do that. Again, Isaac Mingus mm -hmm. with, with classical. I will say 
country western. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You ever had anybody who does Celtic music? Well, see, Chris, there's your next. That's oh, right. yeah. there's your next assignment. Some, well, I, you know, I do have a little bit of an in with some musicians who perform Renaissance type music. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, my sister does Renaissance festivals up in Missouri, St. Louis, actually. Um, okay. Wentzville, you, you yep. probably know exactly where that is, in Rotary right. Park. Some of the songs that they perform are probably not ones that we would want to have on here because they do have pirates singing, but they also <laughs> have madrigals, and I love the tight harmonies of madrigals. And so, yeah, yeah, I would love to get some and then maybe have some people do some um, little performances for us so mm-hmm. we can get a sampling. Right. Interesting, um, yeah. Just that reminded me there, Chris, of something you said. When we talked with Igor, he is at a music college, and mm-hmm. he takes students and bands, and, and they, they tour around through the U.K. They do classic Russian folk, and then a little bit of uh, rock and roll there as well. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you can go to the website and check out all those music shows. Yeah, yeah, because there was quite a few before I came on the show, and I could remember Mm -hmm. um, distinctly the three, but there's probably more. But yeah, it is uh, interesting, and I've, I mean, I love all styles of music, but I think the thing that really grabs me is R&B, you know. Is that what you use when you paint? Do you ever put on music and paint? um, You know what? I used to do that a lot but for some reason i don't do that so much now it's either i like just the silence um and maybe because of my lifestyle i'm teaching a lot and i'm out there a lot or i'm doing you know uh recording my podcast doing the radio show that sometimes i just want the silence um but if i do listen to music i'm finding that i'm going to classical now Mm -hmm. but the classical does bring something out or i just listen to I do a lot of research with my paintings. Like I'll have an idea and visually it has to work, something that's inspiring me. But sometimes the idea becomes something that I have to formulate the visual around. And I do a lot of research, and but I don't have enough time in the day to do all the reading that I wanna do. So I just love YouTube. <laughs> I'll just put it, plug it right in and I'll listen to philosophers. One person that I really, love listening to is John O'Donohue. He's a Catholic priest philosopher. He's so, he's so poetic. Just his talking is music. Just and, his accent? Uh, yeah, his <laughs> accent. is. I listen to him a lot or uh, of poets. It, it's interesting because I'm a representational painter, but I'll listen to interviews of the abstract painters and what they were thinking. One of my favorite painters, Agnes Martin, that I discovered way back in the late 80s, completely different from what I do, very kind of minimalist. uh, I see some of Rothko in her, and so hearing stuff like that, people talking about it while I paint, I can actually delve into the painting very deeply. But it also satisfies that time crunch. Do I read and research or do I paint? Now I do both. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Yeah, and it's fun to watch her eat and paint at the same time, too. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah, so I, I think I do that now. But it always changes. Even the time of day, depending on what's going on in my life, I used to get up and paint really, really early. Now I get everything done with and I paint to really, really late. So or said, really, really early. Or really, really early. You said you'd been inspired you know, by every single guest. Has anybody ever 
touched you so much that you leave here and you go work on a piece because of something that they said that triggered something in you that I just... would have to say the majority of the guests that we interviewed some seed something always came out fresh that when I got to my studio it worked right we talked about this uh, many times on the show including your class too has been an inspiration for you yeah, I find that with my class. We're all collaborating together. I might be struggling with something in the studio or just trying to formulate, flesh out an idea and something clicked in our collaboration and it's like, that's it. The light bulb goes on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I just want to back up here for a minute because we were talking about someone that's, that has inspired you, that has been on the show. And we were talking about painting, but I remember one instance, we did an interview and that person inspired you to do something else, another medium that you work in, and she gave you some great advice. And that was the interview with the author, Lisa Wingate. Yeah, uh, because mm -hmm. I do love to write. I was so inspired that, you know, when I could, I would write, but with her, she just said, you know, you get, you pick a time frame and you stick with it every single day the same time every day and I pick that as the very first thing I do in the morning I get up even before breakfast and mm -hmm. I have the coffee and I write and I get up extra early to do it no matter how late I got to bed because no matter how little sleep I got because of the writing my day is set. You know what's so funny is I have that exact same routine except okay. for I don't write I do my devotions but I get up at five in the morning, right, do yeah. my coffee, don't even eat. I mean that's, mm -hmm. I have to have that morning time to set my whole day yeah. on track. Exactly. I understand that. Okay, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Hi, this is cool jazz pianist Robin King, and I listen to Partnerships for the Arts talk show. Okay, we are back, and we want to make sure that we thank smooth jazz Robin King for that spot. He, again, of course, is traveling around Florida, down from Georgia. He goes along the coast on one side and back up and makes a trip routine like that. And we had a chance to catch up with him a while back. And then we have the pleasure of seeing him perform here in the area, like the Wyvern. Do we have a knock at the door? <laughs> we should put that That in. would be. Well, um, hello, neighbor. How are you today? Hi. <laughs> and that would be... Kimberly Phillips, the programs manager at the VAC. Hello, Kim. Hi, Kim. Hello. Thanks neighbor. for dropping in. <laughs> well, you know, I did hear that it could be somebody's last podcast. Who would that be? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had to pop in and say hello. Well, thank you. Yeah, this is turning out to be quite a little party here. I love it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Where's the cake? I should make every day my last day. <laughs> as long as it comes with free coffee. Oh, That's okay. right. Where is your coffee, by the way? We got the coffee. Yes. We do have the coffee. Yeah. So I did my part. I bought the coffee. So... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now you tell me, what's it been with these guys for the past however many years they've been doing the podcast. Are they, are they kind of troublemakers? Oh, of course. You have course. to keep them in line. <laughs> of course. They're always causing trouble. <laughs> what are some of your fondest memories with these two? Oh, the very first show I had with, with Kat. 
We laughed the entire time. <laughs> I, I don't that. think that we actually got two words in in between laughing. <laughs> Boy, you had a fun time editing that one, Dave. Uh, they didn't have to actually edit much. <laughs> <laughs> you did better than you thought you did. <laughs> It was, yeah. was, it was a lot of fun. It, was, it really yeah. was. I spilled a lot of secrets. They just pulled stuff out of me like I, you know, <laughs> right. no idea. Well, you right. know that coffee that you had? There was some truth serum in there. <laughs> that was. That's Thanks, nice Chris. Oh, Thanks sorry. So okay, her second show, and she's already given away trade secrets. <laughs> that one's going into the edit. <laughs> What's that old cereal commercial when they were trying to introduce a new cereal? And no one wanted to try it. And they're like, hey, let's get Mikey. That was so when we wanted it. info, like what's going on, hey, let's get Kim. Well, we'll talk to you. Uh, Kim, I just want to say that's not entirely true because, you know, we would, that would not be the, the only reason. <laughs> <laughs> so how long have you actually had the opportunity to work with these two? How many years has it just been? Just with these two or yeah. with everybody? Well, I say this whole collaboration here. This seems like a really good good team going on well this is dave's third co-host mm -hmm. the first one was nanette mm -hmm. which was absolutely incredible i love mm -hmm. nanette yeah and then we She's had great. gina yeah gina battle yes gina right is yeah amazing but cat's my favorite <laughs> oh. gina is hilarious oh, yeah. I, well when you guys interviewed me i i was wondering how you even edited that because <laughs> it was just oh gosh it was like a long we I don't know. It turned out to be like a four-hour fun fest. Or... That was that was a, that was a long that was a long show. I think we actually broke it up into two. That's right. Shows. That's right. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Gina is definitely a lot of fun. I know she'll be stopping in the coming year. She'll be That's stopping right. in and yeah. saying hello. Oh, good. Then I'll get to meet her. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. you will love her. Yeah. She, she is so is, funny. Yeah, an, an incredible abstract artist. She's oh, phenomenal. And, and I think that's why she had to go because she was getting ready for the show at the Wyvern. She, yeah, every six months uh, the VAC changes out the artwork at mm -hmm. the Wyvern. And Gina actually had to do all the big pieces because they went in the lobby, right? Oh, wow. Yes, yeah. and in fact, we have three of her pieces here that are a permanent collection. That, yeah, that's right. very powerful You work. know, even if I tried abstract, it would be too abstract for abstract. I'm just not that type <laughs> of an artist. You'd be hyper abstract. Well, there they have go. a category hyper realist now. Really? So yes. you'd be hyper abstract. Oh, there you Ooh. go. I, I could create it. Be a first of its kind. Probably the only of its kind. <laughs> great classes here that I bet you'd fit right in. I might, yeah. I might. Yeah. Well, I was just saying to Kat that I'm going to make sure to tap her brain to help get me ideas of things that I can do um, because I like to help seniors in our area who are in communities stay involved and she's mm -hmm. just got such a plethora of information inside that head that I want to make sure that I stay connected. <laughs> right. Oh and, yes. And Chris, since you brought that up, okay. let's let's actually just explain that. What oh, you were gotcha, about. gotcha. Because you work with Helping Hands. I do. It is a private duty in-home care company mm -hmm. here in Panagorda and I am their marketer and I used to actually be more involved in senior living. I got to work with residents quite a bit. And when I was a little girl, I would go to nursing homes with my grandma and uh, we would do crafts. She would decorate the bulletin boards. I would sing for them. And when I got into this job, I still help seniors, but I don't get to work with them. I so see. in order to keep that up, I go into the communities and I will do activities with them. I will sing. 
I will help them with painting and it is really fun to be able to interact with the community like that. Most of the people that I work with are in some sort of a community, whether it's right. assisted living, independent living, maybe a memory care unit. But I am starting to expand. There's a senior activity center here in Punta Gorda. Mm -hmm. And they do activities for seniors who are still living in the home, but really would like to connect. And I'm starting to get involved with that as well. And I, I think it's just a great way to encourage, as we were talking right. about arts, whether it's music, whether it's actual painting or sculpting, that helps keep your mind going. It, it touches different parts sure of does. you mm -hmm. that just normal conversation won't, that normal day-to-day -day activities don't. And so that is what I am hoping to bring because with with Alzheimer's and dementia, sometimes you can't get through to those people right? until you do something with the music or the painting or the crafts. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of my goal with my job uh, when I do get that time to spend with right. uh, to be able to be an encouragement to them. Yeah, and it really is important. I mean, and these neurological or dementia, uh, it's a necessity. You right. create new neural networks, right. yes. perception. You keep doing that. You create new neural pathways and strengthen those. So it's just interesting because my mom came from more of a heart space, but almost it's like she had an intuitive mind that the Alzheimer's couldn't get to, that oh, the gotcha. art got to. Yes, that's exactly and, it. Yeah, so it's I think- It's a trigger. The it arts is. are a really great trigger for somebody who is suffering with the, the memory mm -hmm. issues. And I even saw it with the community I was with in Venice. I had, we had a gentleman who used to be a, a, just a wonderful pianist, great musician. In fact, his baby grand piano was sitting in the community. He couldn't tell you how to play it anymore. But one day I decided to sing a song with him. And this man who could not complete one sentence knew all the words to this song and sang it along with me. And I tell you what, if that doesn't touch your heart, yeah. mm -hmm. I don't know That's what does. Cool. Yeah. It is yeah. a really important. Now granted, like I said, you know, our company is more focused on just helping take care of people. Right. But one of the benefits of my job is in order to build those relationships, I get to get out to the different communities and the entities and help do things so they feel comfortable with me. Tell right. you what, it's like a win. That's like with this, you know, I get to be a part of this because it helps reach people in our community. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think it's a, it's a wonderful fit, you being here, Chris. Uh, speaking of which, we want to thank Melissa, your boss, yes. for right. helping yes. hands uh, putting you. you on loan, so yeah. to speak, <laughs> to come in and, and do the show. Well, you know, she has a huge heart, too. Her grandmother had Alzheimer's as well, mm -hmm. so she's been through it. And I have noticed a lot in the senior field here that the people who are out there taking care of others are doing it because they've had a family experience. Exactly. So right. they understand what people are going through and they can offer them support, but I can help guide people to right. the ones that can do it. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, wonderful. Okay, now before we go to break, the VAC has one of those stories. Um, now help me out here, Kim. It, it isn't Alzheimer's. Uh, but Robert, right? A veteran. It was the art that actually yes. 
brought him back, and he's actually an instructor here now, right? Yes. yes. His has been more difficult from his injuries and being completely in a hospital bed and not being able to move, speak, or anything like that, and it really was the art that brought him back to quote-unquote life. Right, and his daughter helped in that yes. situation. Yes, because he was drawing uh, her as much, you know, to start out with. Right, so there you go. Now he's actually an instructor here at the VAC. That's yes. amazing. It is I amazing. love hearing stories yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we are going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Hi, my name is George Mancini, and I listen to Partnership for the Arts, and it is a rewarding experience. Okay, we are back, and we want to make sure that we thank George Mancini for that commercial. Speaking of music and art, uh, he is also a music instructor as well. He's taught all over the world. But George, we thank you for that spot. And if you are just now joining us, before that break, we had Kim Phillips, the programs manager here at the Visual Arts Center, just come in and join us on Cat's Last Show that we are kind of celebrating here. We've kind of been doing that all day long. And we have your new co-host coming in, Chris, sitting over here at the table as well. So, Kat, here on your last show, during that last break, you mentioned there was a couple more things that you wanted to touch on. Yeah. And uh, one of them was, again, of course, being right down your alleyway there, so to speak, Chris, the connection between art and mental health. And during the break, we kind of touched on the subject about the importance of art as you grow, as you mature. And it, it breaks my heart when you hear people talking about taking arts out of school, because I, I think I had shared this before, there were some days that was the only thing that made me go to school yeah. because I knew that I was going to be in choir or show choir or my art class and drawing, which I'm not as good of an artist as my son is, but it's just, it gets different parts of your brain stimulated and it helps release emotion. And with the gentleman that you're talking about, there are probably things that he just could not talk about. Right, the and trauma. the art allowed him to release it. Yeah, yeah. When they have the arts program in schools, on average, the students score 89 points higher on their right. SAT oh, test yeah. because the arts really develop kind of critical thinking. Exactly. Creative thinking. But I find it's art has so many benefits and it's even healing because, you know, pretty much with the Visual Arts Center, you know, we, we have, the classes here are amazing. It's like college classes without the test, no. But anyway, <laughs> exactly. and you have a serious place here. It's, we can totally focus on the art. There's variety here. But I have several students that recently lost spouses. Mm, okay. And coming back to the arts right away is helping them to process it and deal with it and heal. And it helped them to heal. Two of them had their spouses slowly decline mm. and they were caregivers and yes. they're exhausted. Oh, and yes. they came here. This is the only thing that kept them sane. Mm -hmm. And it was really interesting that, you know, getting that grouping because my mom also, and I'm dealing with the same thing, you know, with my dad on his decline. But I'll tell you what, painting helped me 
But when I came into class and I wasn't the only one, it was a support group. Mm -hmm. And they're finding that with each other. You and know. they're finding it with all the other classes exactly. as well because it's, it's what's happening in yours is also uh, happening in somebody else's class as well. Because right. we just went through this with the jewelry with Belinda now. Right. Uh, you guys did a podcast with mm -hmm. her, with mm -hmm. Belinda Duclos, who's our jewelry instructor, and two of her students, within a week of each other, lost both their husbands. That's you know, so take oh this no. class. And, oh my goodness. So, yeah. and it's like, that's what drew it back, you know, they're here, and you have no idea until you're physically here and yeah. experience it for yourself do you realize that this is so supportive and it doesn't matter if you're eight years old you know that's here <laughs> right. in the elementary school yeah. or 80 years old like you know ralph that loves it i know has so much energy well yeah. i'm going to toss this out here because this is kind of along my field and you ladies might know us and dave you might know but those who are caregivers for loved ones have more of a risk of passing away than the person they're taking care of because it is so stressful. It is. And so mm -hmm. our field absolutely recommends what we call respite care. That means somebody will come in and sit with your loved one so you can go to the art classes. Right. So you can go out to coffee. So you can go to the doctor's appointment. Yeah. You have to take care of yourself and it is not being selfish right. at all. You have to put the oxygen yeah. mask on yourself That's first. That's what I yep. say yep. all you the time. You have to. And I'm going to yeah. have one more plug at Helping Hands just because this is a perfect opportunity. <laughs> but we do provide respite care. So if you have people that want to come to classes but they're afraid to leave somebody at home, mm -hmm. we can go sit with them. Or if somebody used to have somebody giving them a ride to classes and now that person's no longer there, we can also provide transportation. That's wonderful. Because, again, yeah. the arts and getting out and being around other people is what helps keep you healthy. And I think that might be an issue, too, because I think with one of my students, it became an issue of transportation. I think her her Daughter. kids were still working, so it kind of, she had to either be dropped off late for class. But if, you know, be, having a service like that would be very helpful. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that want to sign up and come here. That would be perfect. Like you said, it's just so important to get here right. and exactly. be able to connect with other people who may mm -hmm. be going through the same thing. And yeah. it's so funny how arts will connect. If you saw somebody at a coffee shop you would not likely talk to them as much as you would if you're taking a painting class. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And even the support group, I have to be away for the summer, so my class is still together, staying in contact as a support group. They really found that, and they found that here. And I said, you know, even if I'm not here, there are so many other class, um, and just having that support and reconnecting. And the thing that I love about it is, yes, they... They create support groups, deep friendships, but someone new can walk in and they're so inviting. They're so welcoming and they just come right in and plug right into that. So it's not clicky. It, it hasn't become, you know, the, I don't know, the Valley Girl Club or anything <laughs> like that. I don't think we'll ever be at that level. No, no, we, won't. I really don't. we don't want to be. I mean, come on. Look at us. I know, right? <laughs> or at least you're hearing us anyway. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Kim, well, thanks for joining us. All right, well, I have to head back out, but I just wanted to say, you know, thank you. Kim well, thank Fred. you, Kim. I appreciate it. Okay. So looking forward to all the good talks you're oh, coming in. Yeah, oh, my no. gosh. Listen to all right, her. And Dave, yeah. I'm out of here. Okay. <laughs> well, you go. And in fact, we're going to take a break and we'll be back in just a minute. Cool. Sweet. Thank you, Kim. Bye. That was
My name is Isaac Mingus. I'm a bassist for the Charlotte Symphony Orchestra under Maestro Raffaele Ponti, and I thoroughly enjoy Partnership for the Arts talk show. Okay, so we are back, and we want to make sure we thank Isaac Mingus for that commercial spot. I guess we were talking about Isaac, right. double basses for the Charlotte Symphony Orchestra. And just again, want to thank him and can't actually wait to catch up with him again in the coming year. He That's right. Going to be. So we are back for the break. We were talking about the importance of the art and therapy mm -hmm. and, and how it's helped. I do find that interesting that so many cases that we've had people that we have witnessed right that have come back because of art so i guess that's kind of like the uh, art power right it <laughs> is art power yeah i know <laughs> well wait a minute he's spider-man you know but yes you know it's it's a superpower so mm -hmm. uh, oh, okay now here's the thing i want you guys to reveal a secret to me about your superpowers and what all your superpowers have done for you here with the show like what's your why for the show what has inspired you what has really fed you in doing this? That's a great question. Yeah. Right. And I think for me, I, I always felt a purpose. You know, when I had the epiphany of looking at these old masters as a child and I felt a connection to the artist, but beyond that, I felt a connection to humanity and it made me want to be a better person. It just operate from a higher place. I felt inspired. You know, I feel that being inspired and shows like this, interviewing other artists, becoming inspired by that, uh, putting it out there for the world to help inspire others. And I, and I believe that is what the arts does beyond everything else. Everybody's creative, life is creative, and ultimately I believe art elevates consciousness more than anything else. But I felt, for me, this was such a great privilege to be asked to come on the show. You know, when I've been listening to it, even before I came on, I felt inspired. Being an artist, you're alone a lot, you're isolated, mm -hmm. and you think like you're the only one going through this, the hardship of it. And then all you see on social media is everybody's achievement of the goal. You never see the process of getting there, the hard work, the blood, sweat, and tears. So you think something's wrong with you, but then, you know, when, when I would listen to the, the show before I came on, and it's like, wow, they had to put their time in. Or wow, they overcame these obstacles. I'm not the only one. Mm -hmm. um, it helped me to go on, and it still does. So I st that's why I'm always gonna listen to this. And just having these other artists come in puts my life in perspective. I mean, the hardships, the obstacles that they had to overcome, and I'm thinking like, I'm being a little crybaby about my life. <laughs> you know, that's one of the things. I had a devotion this week that was talking about stop comparing yourself to somebody exactly. else. Exactly. You're not running the same mm -hmm. race as everybody else. Yeah. And there's probably a lot of things that you don't see. Exactly. I did a, a personal podcast on that, how comparison kills creativity or something like that, mm -hmm. or motivation. But it, it did get into that. But, you know, I think it's really important for other artists to, to have this platform out there. It helps us. It contributes to society in so many different ways. More than just supporting others, it actually inspires people. And I just felt this was such a wonderful opportunity. I just feel this calling, this purpose. This is why I teach. I just feel ultimately I want to leave the planet a better place than when it was when I came into it. And yeah, it, it just, this is what it means to me. It, 
And I could leave, you know, here today and say, oh, I should have said this and that because it has so much more meaning. Mm-hmm. But I think really getting down to that. And, and that's why I'm kind of sad to have to move on. But, you know, things come and go and, and maybe things come back in a new form. There you go. There is a reason for everything there and everything is in its time. A reason exactly. for the season. I like that. That reminds me of that uh, song, Turn, 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 which technically Uh comes from the Bible. But I mean, Mm -hmm. seriously, there's a time to plant, a time to sow, a time to weep. And it may not be what our timing thinks it Mm -hmm. is, but it's the perfect timing. And and when you look back on it, like at first you're thinking, why is this happening now? Or why right. does this have to take place now? But when you look back, you're like, that had to. That was right. perfect timing. If it timing. hadn't happened, then this wouldn't have fallen Right, place. exactly. Right, right. Well, now, Kat and Chris, we've had conversations about the purpose for the show mm-hmm. and, and the reasons you wanted to join and the whole reason that the Partnership for the Arts group decided to do this show was to help support and and promote the arts and a lot of the partners that we have that come in and uh, the co-founders we all just decided you know we've supported the arts in many many ways but we really haven't been able to give a voice to the arts and to tap into those backstories and talk with the people of course we didn't know it at the time if people from around the world would actually want to talk with them. <laughs> and everything mm-hmm. else and of course when we decided to actually try the show it was well who's who's gonna get up there and behind the mic and I said well it was kind of my crazy idea so I'll try it so if it fails you can all blame me <laughs> <laughs> and it's been a blessing it truly has been it has been a blessing yeah. it's it's amazing to actually know that we just hit 61k following Awesome. on the show yeah <laughs> the the responses and the questions that have been flooding in and Kat, again we've we've covered quite a few of those right questions on the show they're asking questions about art or style uh, they're asking about the people that have been on there and they want they want some more information about it we've got the questions that we we take time every now and then as we mm-hmm. call it the uh, talk art episode where we try and cover right uh, questions and stuff in there and uh, it's interesting for the fact that when you came on the show you know Gina and I were were doing the show and people were asking her about the abstract and, and how they do that and you come on and people start asking about well what brushes do you use and the palette setup for your right. painting and all of that so that's been a great part of addition to the show you know and again of course uh, myself I'm, I'm a sci-fi lover yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, and so it's been fun to connect with the people that they're doing that and that's mm-hmm. why we have this sci-fi verse Facebook page and the episodes we do right. on that as well um, kind of along the lines we all just did with Victor right um, yeah steampunk mm-hmm. uh, and that kind of thing so the the connection around it, it it's been great it's fun um, it is fun <laughs> we have a lot of fun we on do. the show and that, that was the uh, one of the start of it is uh, the point is to have fun on the show do some great interviews meet some interesting people and uh, help inform and connect people and I, I it think is. we've been doing a good job of that yeah it is connecting not just locally but globally um, mm-hmm. creating an artist a connected artist you know, network. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it is interesting when we get when we get the, the comments back from people in, in New Zealand, Southern Russia, mm-hmm. uh, Igor, uh, Africa, and uh, UK, and Canada. Right. 
South America. So it's, it's interesting to hear people come back and say, well, we've picked up the show or we had this or the member of the, the uh, Facebook had it and mm -hmm. posted it and shared it. So pretty cool stuff. That is really neat. Pretty cool stuff to, to know that you can build a global art network mm -hmm. just by some silly people coming on. And <laughs> <laughs> the web of art life. <laughs> the web of art life. Yeah. So I would say, Kat, you being on the show has definitely elevated the show, no doubt. Well, thank you. The, the level, the professionalism, the fun, uh, definitely the insight. It's been a blessing to have you on the show. We'll definitely miss you behind the mic in some of those those conversations, but that doesn't mean right. that we're not gonna keep bugging you about tips for uh, for better artwork there. <laughs> sure, <laughs> but, and it's been a blessing to be here, and I feel that I've been just elevated also being in connection with everybody and having the experience and I'm certainly going to miss this seat here. Right. Well, we're going to miss you too, Kat. Okay, so we're going to take a break and uh, just cry in our coffee. We'll <laughs> <laughs> be back after the break. I'm Janet Watermeyer, Executive Director of the Visual Arts Center, and I listen to Partnership for the Arts Talk Show. your cookies. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, so we are back from commercial break, and we want to thank Janet Watermeyer. She is the executive director here at the Visual Arts Center, where we record our show in the library. So, Kat, we were talking before the, uh, the <laughs> before the break, and filling up our cups of coffee and tears that <laughs> 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 you know that of course you're always welcome back and uh, we will always have a chair ready for you anytime you want it will only cost you coffee <laughs> <laughs> well thank you that yeah. would be awesome <laughs> yeah. yeah okay so now that we've got that established and we are talking seasons and chris Kat and I both kind of look at that as the same way uh, as how we met. Perfect timing. Over the edge. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Going over the edge for the fundraiser there. So we started talking. Here we are, right? Right. Yeah. Well, and yeah. I commend you for having the guts to put a microphone in front of me. That's really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> if only I'd known. I know, I know. Too late now. You got the business cards. <laughs> but now you can really take the show over the edge. Oh, oh. there we go. Okay. Bottom. See. Yes. Yes. There we go. There we go. You know, it sounds like I have some awful big shoes to fill, though, with Cat. You know, she's elevated the show and just you know brought everybody. I don't think anybody's going to be asking me what paintbrush to use. I just don't think that's coming. Well, that's why we'll have other guests on there that can cover that. But, Chris, there will be those questions. For well, I'm just handing off the baton to the next phase. And the, right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know, it's so funny that you say that. I am doing a devotional series right now written by Christine Kane, and it's talking about the relay of life <laughs> and how you hand off the right. baton yeah. or you receive the baton, mm -hmm. and you have to be ready to receive it. Um, because you don't know, it, but in, in order right. to run the next phase of the race, you have to have a good grip on it. Otherwise, yeah. if you drop it, so it's funny that you use that terminology. <laughs> Ta-da! I know. In. So hopefully I grab the baton well, and I'm going to be you running did. the race. I'm not a runner, but I'm a speed walker. I do really good. My Apple Watch this morning actually asked me if I wanted to record an indoor run, and I'm like, 
go for it. I'm not running, but I will let you. So anyway, yes, I, I am excited to be a part of the show and um, get to know the art community here in Pentagorda. And from around the world. Well, you'll have plenty of opportunities to do that. And I guess we need to say welcome to the area, right? Very thrilled to now live in Punta Gorda as well. I just moved down, right. which um, it was kind of a jaunt to get to work. Yeah. And so I had been looking for a place. Honestly, after I'd moved down here a couple of years ago, I knew that this is where I wanted to be. But again, timing is everything. Exactly. And it wasn't time. And I just wanted to point out something, Dave. Notice how beautifully she says Punta Gorda. <laughs> <laughs> and here we Punta go. Punta Gorda, Punta Gorda, Punta Gorda. Yes, yes. Now, I got to say, you know, Chris, you were asking uh, some of some of the, the, the memorable moments. Mm -hmm. um, that definitely was one of them. Um, <laughs> because we, we have had fun with it because I would come in and I would say Punta Gorda and and Kat would go, we'd go to break and she'd go, how are you pronouncing that again? <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, we, we got into the point of the chant right. um, of it working. So, and we joked about on that episode about actually coming by your classroom. And we've actually done it every Tuesday every you were here. Every Tuesday, <laughs> yeah. Have, how funny. Yep, the Punta Gorda March. Yeah. <laughs> going right by my classroom. Punta Gorda, Punta Gorda. <laughs> well, of course, that reminds me of a song. <laughs> well, this is it. And by the way, I found out that Chris can actually sing. I know you've been talking about yeah, that. My uh, undergraduate degree is vocal music performance. I have been in talent shows pretty much since I could walk. And I sing for several communities in the senior living field here in Charlotte County. I'm going to have to come out and listen. <laughs> I do really good when there's a karaoke machine going okay. with me. If I am kind of winging it. Uh, but I can sing really good to the radio, too. So <laughs> Awesome. No, it, it's a lot of fun. Um, kind of like we were talking about my connection to the arts is music. Now, I have a question for you guys. Mm -hmm. Because my mom and I have this thing that goes on with us that only a handful of people understand. And we have this test that we do with our vehicles, and it's called the Hallelujah Test. Are you familiar with a group called Mannheim Steamroller? Yes. Out of Omaha, Nebraska, Chip Davis, his mind is incredible. And I have been a Mannheim Steamroller fan since I was in junior high school, which is really funny because if you know Mannheim Steamroller, you wouldn't think of a junior high school person listening to that. But his group's rendition of the Messiah and the bass that they have going on there, in order to find out if a speaker system in our vehicles is worthy we crank up the Messiah, and here's how we know it's worthy. I get goosebumps, I get choked up, I get tears in my eyes. Mm -hmm. Okay, wow. I honestly just thought you were going to say, and they passed the test because the speakers didn't blow apart. <laughs> <laughs> and I've actually been told that that is something that is unique, that not everybody gets impacted by music like that. Huh, really? And so... And, and I know that there's a word for it. I've actually seen something on Facebook yeah. talking about it. But I get emotionally charged from pieces of music. It's like I immerse myself in what's going on with that piece. One of my favorite classical pieces is Claire de Lune. Oh, yeah. And just listening to that, and I can close my eyes, and I just feel like I'm in another place. But 
that is something that I've been told is unique, being able to be impacted by music. So I didn't know if either of you have ever had a piece of music that has moved you so much you get goosebumps. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, of course yeah. you guys are artsy, so you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, and I just thought it was normal that everybody did. Yeah, no, it's yeah. not a normal thing. I, it isn't. No. I had no clue about that. Interesting. No, I didn't either. Yeah. In my entire life, I have been moved mm -hmm. by music that you're describing, Chris. So I just assumed everybody did. Yeah. No, it's huh. not a thing. In fact, they have a percentage of the population that actually can get the goosebumps and everything. And honestly, I think it's a smaller percentage. It's not even near like 50%. I think really? it's quite smaller. Wow. But again, you guys are more involved in the arts. So it doesn't surprise me at all that you two would also have a reaction to hmm. pieces of music. Interesting. Yeah. We'll and have to Google that and we'll find the word and maybe we'll bring that up next yeah, time. Yeah, and find out if there's like, uh, if it's generational or. Yeah, right. Well, Chris, what about your kids? Well, I know yeah. my kids are not as involved in the arts. Well, at least not right now. Right. As I was at their age. My youngest son did semi-professional theater and he was an amazing singer and all of my kids can sing. But from, like I said, junior high school, I remember hearing pieces of music that just will choke me up. Okay. But on that note too, it's like I, I've, I've experienced that with music, but also I think a stronger experience of that was actually through a painting or a couple of paintings and one was that experience when I was 11 years old in the Louvre looking at the old masters right. another one I was in my mid-20s I was in the Guggenheim Museum and they had a Cezanne retrospective and they showed one of his uh, paintings um, a lavender field I think it was on loan from some other museum in Europe it was so vibrant, I could actually hear it. Mm. And I was so drawn to it, and I almost touched the painting. It was a natural response. Oh, I needed, wow. I felt the vibration, and the security guard's baton interrupted <laughs> my hand. He's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I'm so sorry. He was ready to throw me out of the museum. I'm like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. But I think those two experiences with it just the it it moved me mm -hmm. i felt like just divine grace just mm -hmm. just showered over me it was stronger than the experience of getting the goosebumps with the music so i'm wondering if people have certain sensitivities to maybe someone's more in tune with three-dimensional space so maybe a sculpture might do oh, it yeah. mm -hmm. people are more auditorially inclined so mm -hmm. maybe it's music mm -hmm. people might have a blend of it it's with people who are connected with the artistic side of their brain they can find the beauty in things like that where I, other people really overlook it you know i was just sitting here thinking about what we're talking about here and, and back to the music i really still find it hard to believe that there are people out there that has never had some kind of music that hasn't moved them in some way. Right, right. It would be interesting to talk to someone that has never been moved by a piece of music. Yeah. Maybe we should go out on the street someday and do a survey. Hey, do you have a piece of music that moved you? <laughs> well, there you go. She just created her next assignment. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute, how many so assignments can, do I have now? <laughs> yeah, we can have the listeners uh, kind of uh, contribute. That would and actually say, be good to hey, hear some feedback. Know, well, I think that's a great idea. So let us know 
what music and the moment of that music, how it moved you, uh, and if you've never had music move you in any way. I'd like to hear I that would, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but we need to move on here because we are running out of time. Here. We just have too much to talk about. We have so much to talk <laughs> about. But before we do run out of time, I'd, I'd like to take the last few minutes here uh, to say once again to you, Kat, thank you for everything you've done uh, and everything you have contributed to the show. The dedication, the hard work, because we all know you have a very busy schedule, but you've always taken the time to do the show and really so much more. Thanks. And I have to say, Dave, it's been my absolute pleasure to be here. And uh, yeah, we'll, uh, I'll be popping in. But any case, it's been a blessing and it's been a pleasure. And I'm still a dedicated listener. <laughs> and by the way, when I paint, this is one of the things I listen to. Oh, wonderful. Uh, there yeah. we go. There we yeah. go. Well, now you'll be able to uh, sit back and actually work and listen to the show instead mm -hmm. of going, I should have said that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> okay. And Chris, anything you want to add? Oh my goodness, I could probably add a whole bunch, but I know that we're under a time constraint. So I guess I would say keep listening because you'll probably find out little bits about me along the way and I'm looking forward to the journey. Yes, yes. and we've got some incredible shows we'll be, we'll be covering. So with that, I'm gonna say everyone, thank you again, 61K, and thank you for the dedication, the following, and we will all talk to you soon on the next time of Partnership for the Arts where we talk art. So, Kat, it, I think it's time to get you that big coffee coupon. Oh, <laughs> yes, the best ever. Yeah. So, Kat, how about one more sign-off? And I just have to say, blessings, everyone. There you go. This is Partnership for the Arts Talk Show. Thanks for joining us. As we explore the worlds of art. You can find this and other episodes on our Facebook page, Partnership for the Arts Group Talk Show, or our newest website, pftatalkshow.org. This show is recorded at the Visual Arts Center in Punta Gorda, Florida. Okay, so I, I think we were just having a technical, technical difficulty there for a second. I can't even say it. Drink <laughs> <laughs> uh, some coffee. Do you have a high octane moment? <laughs> Perfect timing. Yeah, I know. I laughed and inhaled and I was like. <laughs> <laughs>